Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Philosophy Guy. So, I have a couple episodes planned this week, and this one is one, another one of those that I'm kind of debating if I'm going to even post. I'm going to kind of record it, basically, and see where it goes. So, basically, if you're listening, I've probably <laughs> decided to to post it. So, let's have a, a heart-to-heart. So, I think a big problem in Western culture is our inability to present our vulnerabilities to each other. And, you know, I had to take, for example, I had to take a plane ride this week. For some reason, the atmosphere of airports, planes, and and traveling makes me get all, like, all up in my head. Like, too much sometimes. But usually it's it's really good. For for some reason, I get in this very mindful state. Almost, it's almost, it's almost like you're tripping. And just flat out evaluation of all things. But you have, like, you're still your reason brain in. So isn't it exactly like tripping? So let's talk about, you know, the happiness, some feelings, some relationships, and the dark moments we all experience. Or maybe you all don't have this, and the stuff I'm going to go into in this episode, and I explain this properly, but we'll, we'll see where it goes. And you can let me know if I'm, if I'm going crazy or not. But, as always, I really appreciate your support. You know, and you can follow the links below to help support the show. You can join the Discord, rate me on iTunes, share with your friends, check out the Patreon but enough of that intro bullshit. Let's enter the labyrinth. I'm I'm a very introspective person, uh, but sometimes this intensifies those feelings, those certain types of feelings. You feel like where you where where you feel like you're grasping for air, and the introspection sometimes when you can't process it fully, it becomes overwhelming. And you, and I think we all want to find happiness, right? We we do, but we also want to be comfortable. We, we follow a path that becomes familiar. Even if that path doesn't bring us happiness, it's the paradox of our, of our existence. We want this thing out there that makes us feel good. Happiness, meaning, and purpose, right? Yet, we continue on the path we, we've traveled. Even if that path has left us unhappy, a path that finds us forgetting when we were happy, we start wondering, what even is happiness? We start making choices that inevitably lead us into more sadness and despair. Because that's what we know. It's the, it's the familiar place. Despair becomes comfortable even when we are not at peace with that comfort. And sometimes I or, or, or we continue on that path because it's what we know. What provides us this, this weird sense of peace. 
And with that, you think, someday, someday I'll find peace. Even though you know the path is destructive that you're on. The paradox. It's a paradox. A path we know deep down won't bring us true peace. Yet it's the loop of life we find ourselves stuck in because it brings us this fucking weird sense of comfort. I fall in that into that too. That's why I'm doing this episode. This is like vulnerabilities of me and hopefully it relates to you. So I think a way to imagine this is realizing something in, 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 in our life, something subconsciously, relationships or choices is causing us pain. And, and, and sometimes it, it takes a lot of inner reflection to see what that thing is. Okay, so, so now, so here's how I kind of want to explain this. So imagine when you've been in a dark place mentally, when we are in that place, it's like being curled up on the floor. But the floor is this dark void. It's despair. It's sadness. Our face is stuck to it. It becomes part of our mind. It's all we see. But when we try to pull ourselves up, stand up in a sense, escape from that void, some invisible force slaps us in the face, pushing us back down to the floor of the void. And over time, this becomes tiring, cumbersome, overwhelming. We stop trying to stand up. We are sick of being slapped and pushed down. So I don't want to say we, we embrace the void because I think embracing the void can have some positive connotations. But I want to say we settle for what the void is or what we made it. Because embracing the void is what we need, but I don't settle for, for it remaining this dark hole. When we settle, it remains this dark place, but it doesn't have to be that way. So instead of living our lives with it, walking over it when we should, you know, it's, it's below us all the time, but we can, we see it and we move past it, but we know it's there. We kind of just accept it. It's more peaceful. But sometimes we just fall into it, curled up on the floor. So how do we, how do we escape it? We need to find a way to find what's pushing us down. We need to turn that invisible force visible so we can push back. That takes some method some, some to force us deeply inwards into our minds to access those blockages, those things that are pushing us down that we can't see subconsciously. So instead of being sucked into the void, we walk over it. It's there, but now we have more control over it. That's where we can find real peace and a more constant state of peace. And then thus, we find happiness. And if you found happiness, you probably found some meaning too, right? So... I just think, I think people need to find ways that help them achieve this. You know, part, part of being, part of doing this podcast is about helping those pull themselves out of those dark places. You know, letting you know that you're not alone. Some look to meditation. Some find religion. Some pursue various spiritual practices. Some become very passionate about a, a creative hobby. Some use psychedelics. These, these are probably positive ways. I don't know about the religion one, but these are, I think, positive ways to do that. And there's also negative ways. I think people um, kind of think, how do I phrase this? Cope their, their way to, cope their way around these problems by seeking methods that actually just increase anxiety. They increase the, the strength of that void within them. You know, I think politics is a big one. You know, the, the the desire for community, I get that pull, but sometimes those communities can be toxic and destructive. And I think politics is a perfect example of that. We see that with the recent election. 
we see that with with how people are reacting to it and what people convince themselves of to to protect their community what they're willing to do the anxiety they're willing to live with to all in the name of protecting their community when really they're just hurting themselves but that's a <laughs> that's a topic we could dive into another day cuz it's a whole whole another can to open up but the point is if we're in those dark places we must find a way to process what that place is why it exists and how to change it into you know something that brings us happiness and peace pull us from being in that being in a state of happiness or how do i phrase this pull us from being in a state where happiness was into a state of happiness is you know in a way i've i've found to describe the void the abyss the unknown that place that place there also hold can hold curiosity and wonder you can make it into something more positive in a sense the void isn't good or bad it's just it's a mystery and it's a mystery that that you must create for yourself it's how we allow ourselves to see that place that's how we live with it you know i think something we all try to get to is is kind of like holding hands with it as you as you go through your day it's this shadowy figure maybe it looks like a human filled with some some sort of cosmic glow of darkness and mystery that only you can really see you know remember it's it's not darkness with a negative connotation it's mystery it's wonder but it can warp into despair a void a overbearing doubt that shadowy figure of you So we need to find a way to walk through life holding hands with it. It becomes your friend. It becomes your growth mechanism, your healing mechanism, right? So let's say you're at peace. You're at peace when you are friends with that part of you. But often we allow it to ride on our backs, forcing us down, sometimes even suffocating us, not allowing us to see clearly. Like it's on our back with a, with a chokehold on us, leaving us grasping for air or gasping for air. You know, and, and, and my, one of my motivations, I want to help others, you know, find their way to hold their hand with that part of them. It's just exactly what I'm trying to do. You know, I have my good days and bad days of doing that. It's, it's a process. It's a constant process. But how do we keep that more constant? You know, it's a journey, but I think it's something necessary, something we must do to find peace and happiness. You know, hold hands with that part of you. Let's help each other do it, right? And, 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 and I think this applies to the relationships we try to build too. It's something to keep in mind when, when understanding this and trying to pull yourselves out of those dark moments. You know, I think sometimes we search for someone that can help quiet our minds. It's, it's entering a flow state with another human, a connection, a connection that brings you peace. You know, we always have these thoughts overwhelming us constantly keeping us up at night you know that that peaceful state is comfort not in a bad way that's the sweet spot it's a person that that pushes you inward in some sense diminishes the anxiety brings you this sense of of mindfulness you it brings you into a present moment certain people can do that for you i think and you need to find those people you you found peace when you found that find those people there isn't just one. That's the key too. I think some people just get caught up on this this one as though you can't share that that experience, you know. We must journey to find our tribe in a sense, a way to you know, and that's one way to quiet our minds, but there's many ways to quiet our minds like I mentioned before. 
just finding ways to quiet our minds when we need to, so we can think more clearly, you know, and where does that darkness, where does that hollowness come, that anxiety from the void come from, that worry, that despair? This is the point that I hope kind of ties everything together. You know, the, the, where does that all come from? It's the constant obstruction of thoughts within our minds. It's from memory. It pulls from memory. That's what it is. Your present moment thoughts are constantly pulling from past memory. When our, when our minds are constantly full of that worry and anxiety, it's our mind living in the past. We're, we react to the past with our present thoughts. And that past is conditioned by all the outside influences we place around ourselves. So who are, you, who are you surrounding yourself with? Who are you trying to find to help you escape that despair? Like, sure, you need to find yourself, but others can help you along the way. What are you consuming? You know, content-wise, food-wise, exercising-wise, information, all sorts of stuff. What are you consuming? If we have those dark places, which we do, somewhere what is causing them to be so prevalent so i'm going to i'm going to try and simplify a concept to hopefully show how important it is for for us to look inwards to pull ourselves out of that despair so imagine you were given an opportunity to define the meaning of life you have no outside influence no religious group no textbooks none of that shit you had to create your meaning culture isn't isn't telling you who to be wasn't telling you what's normal, telling you how to live your life. You get to create it. What would you do? Who would you want to be? What would you create? Maybe art, music, or you would write a book on how to find happiness. Maybe you create your own ideal God to strive for yourself. But before all of that, what would you do? What would you be forced to do? You would look inward to understand how it is that you think, you, the individual you, as in what do you think and why do you think that way? Our way of understanding things, you know, but we live in a world with all these outside influences. So how do we look inward to truly find ourselves? Well, that's, that's, that's kind of for you to explore, honestly. You know, I did provide a few examples at the beginning of that. So, but yeah, it's an, it's an interesting journey and I, I'm still trying to find my ways too. And I do think it's important to seek help with this journey. You know, that's what I try to do. So I love this quote by Descartes to kind of help, this help paint the picture for me. And he said, I realize that there is never any reliable way of distinguishing being awake from being asleep. This discovery makes me feel dizzy. I feel like someone who has suddenly dropped into a deep whirlpool that tumbles him around. See, Descartes in that quote is describing the feeling of the abyss. But he dedicated his life to finding his way out of it and helping others do the same in his own way. So what I'm trying to say is we all have to find our way out, live with that despair and find happiness. We have to recognize our minds push us into a daily routine. Our mind wants to accept that pattern even when it's destructive. It clings on and on and on and on and on because it's comfortable. But it doesn't mean you'll find peace with it. True peace. You know, there's endless reasons to take this tough journey, right? But there's no reason to do it alone. But that concludes the thoughts today. Appreciate you all listening. Thank you for your time. As always, tune in next time.
and get the fuck out my labyrinth. <laughs> 